All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get you all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you are an Ironman veteran or just thinking about your first sprint triathlon. That's right. If you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. Got a fan. Oh, I'm, I'm the TriGeek Kahuna, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm uh, podcasting from TriGeek Dreams Labs in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Ironwell coming to you just outside of the Windy City in the warming up ever so slowly Midwest. I was so excited about the show, I almost forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> well, we have a good show. It's a good reason to be excited. Yeah, this is our um, uh, show dedicated to newbies, people who are thinking about or about to do their first triathlon, and there'll be plenty of stuff for um, triathlon veterans as well. A lot and, of reminiscing. Yeah, no kidding. Um and uh, so, how's your train going? It's finally um, starting to feel like it's it's uh, gaining some ground here. I had um, a couple ten mile runs the last few weekends, oh, wow. and uh, so far this weekend, um, I haven't drawn blood. <laughs> 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 so I think we're off to a good start. It's a uh, it's kicking off. It's it's um it's finally starting to come together. So what about yours? Uh, I had a fantastic week and. Um, I think I felt really good because I got, I just did all my taxes, so that was a big burden oh. off of me. And then, um, uh, so I did a 2,000 yard swim yesterday, followed by a, um, a, uh, hour long seven mile or so ride, um, run. And, uh, wow. I've had a, I haven't run very much at all just because I've been trying to heal up my legs and everything. And, and, uh, it's one of those times where I just felt like I could go forever, you know, you get that rhythm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. so I was, I was really stoked that, uh, that I was doing that. I'm still trying to heal from that, uh, century ride. It's that, that was, um, that was hard on my body. You uh, pulled that off so, though. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, that was, uh, that was tough. Hey, I want to do one thing. Um, people have been following, uh, the ventures of RoboStu, my training partner. He, um, got hit by a car. We can talk about that in a second, but, um, he's okay. A little banged up, but he's, but he's been partying in Las Vegas. And so we taped this thing early Sunday know. morning. So let's, let's try to call him because I think he might still be up. Um, if he's not, we'll just keep moving on. But, uh, let me, let me try right now and, See if he stayed up till um, he's at a bachelor party week weekend long bachelor party in Las Vegas. So, oh my gosh! So he's, he's not. You think he's awake still? Uh, we'll see. Oh, he's if he is not, he's gonna have. He's gonna be so mad. He's gonna be so drunk. <laughs> Let's see. There's no way he's awake. He stayed up till eight thirty last yesterday morning. So. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, there's no. Oh my god. Good morning. <gasps> Rob, are you awake? <laughs> I am not only awake, I'm up with my buddy having a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How are you it's, feeling? Are you okay? Uh, are we're, you, we're doing great. Are you, great. Are you, it's, 7, it's 7.20 in the morning here in Vegas. We've been up all night. We spent most of the evening in a gentleman's club. Oh, my God. And, uh, and, um, we've been basically, I'm working on three hours of sleep from last night, uh, uh, but I'm feeling good. Did, 
How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're good. Now, what, is it, what are you doing at Gentleman's Club? Oh, duh, what's going on? That, dude, you know this thing about what happens in Vegas. <laughs> oh, no. Come on now. Come on now. Now, now people are worried you got hit by a... First of all, describe the uh, cocktail you're drinking right now. Oh, right now I'm drinking a, a, a Myers uh, rum and pineapple juice, uh, along with four of my best friends from college. Oh, my God. Are you totally drunk, Rebo? Uh, I wouldn't say totally drunk. I just feel good. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm basically, I feel perfect. I'm high on life right now. And I'll tell oh, you what, no. the, back, the, the back does not hurt at all. I feel no pain. And, and where are you right now? We're at the Paris Hotel, at the Circle Bar in the Paris Hotel. And you'd be surprised how many people are up, up milling about, gambling, etc. except I assume most <laughs> there, there are people out jogging on the street, uh, oh. and they're getting their morning runs in. Uh, and there's people out milling about gambling, but uh, they all look fresh faced, and we don't quite look so fresh faced. <laughs> now, now, Robo, what are you going to do today to prepare prepare yourself for Wildflower? Oh, there you go. Uh, Kahuna, that would include <laughs> a two-hour afternoon run. The back felt felt much better today than I expected, and um, I think I'm gonna go and sneak in a 12 mile run. I'll, I can get, wow! I can I can give you a call in the midst of it. It's gonna probably be what is eight hours from now? 3:30. <laughs> yeah, they're about 3:30 in the afternoon. Like right about sunset. Right about sunset, I'll get out and uh, get my sunset run in. at 3:30. No, he's drunk. Now, uh, <laughs> now, I, now, yeah, that's true. Robo, um, Iron Will's been very worried about you. You got hit by a car. Why don't you, why don't you tell people just a teeny bit about uh, what happened yet, uh, on, on Friday morning? Okay. Friday morning, I got up at 5 o'clock to sneak in uh, a 16-mile ride before work and before this trip to Vegas, and I was almost done with it. It was like the mo- one of the most beautiful rides I'd had, and... Uh, it was a clear day. You could see Catalina. People, you know, kids were out surfing. Beautiful ocean view. Came, came back to within like four blocks of home, and uh, there was a four-way stop. No other cars were there. I went through. So one car to my right stopped, and then another car to my right did what they call out here in California a California stop, which is like uh, sort of a <laughs> slow down and then punch it. And cause she, her, her view was sort of obstructed by the other car that had stopped for me. And she just, she barreled into me. I was screaming at her, no! Stop! <laughs> and I pedaled as fast as I could. Fortunately, she didn't hit my leg, but she hit my back wheel. Oh, and I went, my God. And I went, I went flying to the pavement. Uh, and the good news is that, uh, it was, it was sort of cold, so I had a lot of clothes on, so I didn't get any scrapes. Um, but my back, uh, lower back and upper back, uh, were pretty sore all day. Friday, and I guess yesterday is Saturday. Where, what day is it? Sunday. Um, my bike is, you know, the back wheel's kind of tweaked, the derailleur's messed up, the brake levers, um, are cracked. But I took it right to the bike, took it right to the bike shop to have all that replaced. And the lady has insurance, and the insurance has already called, and they're, they're going to pay to fix everything. So. Oh, good. Did you get a massage while you are in Las Vegas? You know, I didn't. I thought about it, but then I thought, 
I don't know if that's such a good uh, such a good thing to do to, to to submit a bill to the insurance company from Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you all, are you all bruised up? Am I bruised up? Yeah. Um, not really. Uh, my elbow, the shirt I'm wearing, I can't get to look at my elbow, but it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, here's the thing. It's just, it's like sort of tight and it's long sleeved. If I pulled it, I I would have to pull it off to look at my elbow. Everything. I think my right elbow has a bruise. Everything's tight. My elbow has a bruise. Everything's tight on you. Hey, Robo, can you do us a favor? Can yeah. you do, can you do a shot for us on um forget your geek on? Order one up, right? A shot. Like a, a picture? Is that no, a- no, like a shot no. of alcohol. Oh God. No man, come, come on, on, dude. Come on, Robo. I'm gonna run, dude. I'm gonna run tomorrow, man. I've got some level of commitment for to- Wildflower. It's man. today. I've been, I've been, I've been all <laughs> you said you're oh, yeah, today. today. <laughs> That's true. I gotta run later today, so I don't think it would oh, be a good Ro- idea. Robo, Robo, don't you have a cocktail in your hand right now? Yes, yes, I do. That's just okay. sort of our nightcap. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my God! You guys want some? Why don't you guys, in the spirit of, um, you know, camaraderie, pour yourselves a cocktail and join me? Oh, I have, I have no alcoholic tolerance whatsoever. None. That would be a bad idea. I might, I might incriminate myself um, on the air here if I did that. We gotta have a drinking. We have a. We have to have a drinking show sometime, don't you think? Oh no no no! <laughs> no, that would be. That very, would be very a bad. riot. That would be a riot. That, that would, would be, be very very bad. <laughs> Triathlete, triathlete gets drunk. <laughs> All right, my brother. My brother, we're gonna let you go, man. It's it's good to uh, good to see you. Um, gonna get a run in today. Is it gonna be two hours? Yeah. So you're not gonna not gonna wuss out and do like an hour or something, right? There's gonna be no wussing, man. There's gonna be no wussing. It's gonna be a beautiful day. I just, I just gotta find a good a good route. <laughs> but I think the concierge can help me out. You know, you can go down to um, University of Las Vegas. They have a really nice track down there if you want to just run in circles. I don't. I don't want to just run in circles. Man. All right. I want to find. I want to find someplace to ride. Uh, all right, Robo. I'll, uh, I'll see you later, brother. Okay, man. I'll try to give you a call. Okay. Bye. On, on the run. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, Iron Will. Why don't we call a non-drunk triathlete now for our surprise <laughs> triathlete? That sounds like a very good plan. Okay. It's uh, it's going to be Drew from Bend, Oregon, right? Yeah, he's kind of a newbie. I think this is his. Second season or something like that. Okay, we can so, ask him all the newbie questions then. Yeah. Here we go. He's from I Bend, gonna, Bend, Oregon, and uh, probably getting ready to go ride. I think everybody's ready to go ride early Sunday. Hi. Oh, hi, baby. Is your daddy home? Uh, yeah. Could you please tell him that the that there's a triathlete call for him? Hey, Drew. Hey, Connor. Hey, Will. How you doing? Good. How are you? Your daughter's adorable. Oh, she is a plus adorable. Uh, <laughs> how are you guys? Good. How's the weather out there? Oh, it's snowy and cold and like 30 to 30 below. Um, nice. <laughs> Yikes. I'm looking out the window. It's well, actually it's sunny, but it's white because it's snowy. It'll oh, be wow. a nice day. You're you're probably still gonna go ride though, aren't you? You know what? I am taking a day off today. This is my first rest day 
in months. I did the Simply Stew triathlon yesterday and uh, oh. gave that. So I'm I'm going to take a day off finally. Oh, cool. Right. That's our podcast buddy, Simply Stew, did a, uh, a virtual or, um, you know, tri- uh, a triathlon. Worldwide triathlon. Worldwide triathlon, yeah. It was very cool. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I had plans to do it outdoors and had a route mapped out and everything, and I woke up and there was white, white, white. Wow. Oh, so, so Drew, tell us your story. This is this is this podcast is de- dedicated to people just thinking about getting into triathlon or doing their first season. And this is your second season, is that right? No, this is this is my first season doing triathlon. Oh, ah, good. Oh. I, 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 people think I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> um, but this, that's not really true to a degree. I have been racing for uh, years, doing mountain bike racing, and uh, did a marathon last year. But uh, for triathlon, this is this is my first year. I'm a newbie like the rest of everybody. Wow. Well, how did how did you decide to take the plunge into triathlon? Well, I had a buddy, uh, Super Bruce, Mister Elite, <laughs> that I work with, and uh, he uh, he got in a mountain biking uh, last year with me and uh, actually won the state series. But on wow. the, that was kind of his side. That was only his side training for triathlon. <laughs> so. Um, at the at the end of the year, he said, "You know, you really need to do this." And I I I did a full year of running. I really focused on running last year. Got a marathon under the belt, and so I decided I needed to go kind of do some swimming because the only swimming I've done literally was like on my back chasing my kayak down a river. Oh. <laughs> so in terms of putting my head in the water and and uh, doing laps, I I've never done that in my entire life. So how did you go about doing that? Well, uh, Super Bruce took me to the pool, and he said, okay, well, let's see where you're at. Let's just go down to the other end and back, and I'll kind of give you some tips on where you need to start. And so I literally went halfway down the pool, couldn't breathe, uh. and and got up like a five-year-old kid splashing, going for the side of the pool. Wow. <laughs> And, and and Super Bruce and I have a pretty good relationship. It sounds like the Robo Stu Kahuna relationship. There's a lot of smack talking going on constantly. And in and, and in terms of him looking down at me for encouragement, he's he's on the side of the pool laughing about as hard as he can. <laughs> oh, and, and, that's, and that's what I needed. But you know, and he thought because it, it was in it was last October, and at the pool at this community center they had. A plastic skeleton weighted down at the bottom of the deep end. He said, well, try it again. And then when he swam a couple laps, he sees the skeleton, and he thinks that I just got freaked out by seeing the skeleton. (laughs) But no, I literally couldn't swim. And and so Um, how how did you uh, learn? Well, I got got, like every book out of the library, Mm -hmm. and then I got uh, the DVD, Total Immersion. Right. And that was a huge help. I'm a very visual learner, so I could read it in the book, but I'm like, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Push your buoy, push what? Right. So, so I got I got the video, and then I'm like, okay, okay, that makes sense. And what was nice about that for me, coming from a nothing background, was it really went step by step, so I could kind of do it in baby steps. And then I got a little bit into that, and I went, you know what, I need lessons, and I just hired a coach. Mm-hmm. So that that was my biggest smartest move because now now I'm doing fine. I'm swimming, you know, a couple thousand yards, no worries. Wow, wow, that's awesome. And how about oh. how how are you about um, swimming in open open water? Have you done that Never yet? Never done it in my life. 
when, when's the first time you're going to do it, you know? Well, you know, I got a wetsuit, so I'm going to go out, and we have a lot of lakes nearby. And I'm going to do it, I try to do it once a week, but right now they're all crusted over with ice. <laughs> so it makes it kind of difficult. And I think I, not that I really mind looking like a dork, I'm, I'm very dork happy. <laughs> But I just don't see getting into the swimming pool with the full wetsuit. Not because I'd look like a dork, but because it, I think the chlorine would hurt it. Yeah, and you would oh, look. Yeah. You would look like a dork. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I don't mind looking like a dork. Yeah. So. Don't listen to him. Just get in there once with it, and then just rinse it off, and you'll be good. And rinse don't it listen, off. Don't listen to. Yeah, just rinse it off under. I mean, if you've never been in. in um, open water, anything with it, it's, it, that would be a really crazy place to first show up <laughs> with it. So, I mean, swim like once, you know, a couple, you know, a little bit with it, and then just oh. go rinse it off, and you'll be good. But how cold? I mean, I'm not worried. worried. I'm thinking about going in a river over here and just like swimming upstream <laughs> a little bit. I mean, oh, God. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, do you have rapids and stuff up there? I mean, I have no idea what. I'm thinking Oregon and, like, lots of, you know, white water and all that how stuff. Did you, how did you just pronounce that? Oregon? Oregon. Or Oh, you say it Oregon? Yeah, I think it like this. O-R-Y-G-U-N. Oregon. Oh, I, and I, can't, I can't say that. Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Are you bragging about my pronunciation? The state of Washington. <laughs> no. you know, even totally ripping on my Midwestern accent. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I just did my Valley Girl accent for you. <laughs> okay, so so um, Drew, what, what uh, triathlons do you have uh, scheduled for this year? I have the Beaver Freezer. Which is in two weeks. What exactly um, is the beaver that is frozen? <laughs> or maybe, oh. maybe I shouldn't uh, have that. We're all coming out of the show. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, at Oregon State, which is their, their the Oregon State beavers, the fighting beavers. Right. Oh, I bet that's those, those beavers. Okay. Okay. Exactly. And so that's a that's a swimming pool, <laughs> 500 yards, and then uh, I think like a 13 mile bike, and then a 5k. Oh, that's cool. So it's pretty fast. It's real similar to what I did yesterday for the stew triathlon. So I'm feeling pretty confident about this. Oh wow. So that's that's a good one. Then I've got uh, a couple of Xterras set up. And my A race for the year is the Pacific Crest Half Ironman. <gasps> wow. Dude, you're just jumping right in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to jump in with both feet. Don't get me wrong. And where, where's, Pacific, where's the down. Pacific Crest? It's right here in Bend. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's in Bend. So it's, uh, it's a pretty popular thing. I mean, it's like thousands of participants. Um, it has a pretty hard bike because it's a huge mountain pass with a lot of elevation gain, and you're up at like 6,000 feet elevation. And so that's going to be a strength for me on the bike just because that's a route I normally ride, and, right. and I've got a lot of biking background. So, I mean, I, literally, if I can just get out of the water in one piece, I, I'm going to feel okay. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. And, and what, what do you like most about uh, triathlons? I just like that I'm never bored now training. I mean, you're doing something different every day. And that is that has been the best for me because I've got I've got a long time of one sport where I was doing just cycling, so I'm cycling five six days a week. 
or last year I was running like four or five days a week, training for the marathon, and switching it up like this, it's like I'm sick of running. Oh, okay, I'll go bike, and then I'm sick of biking. Oh, I'm excited to go swim, and I'm sick of swimming. I'm excited to go run. It just it's always changing, and it's keeping me just super motivated. Oh, that's cool. We can hear it in your voice. So. Oh yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It's it's uh, it's fun. It's it's something new. I, I'm a guy that that gets into something, you know, both feet head on, and then and I, I just I get real excited. But then I get bored. If I get bored, I switch to something else. So mm-hmm. I, um, see, I I'm totally like that. I'm totally like that. We're the we're the same um, in that respect. I get I'm really restless when it comes to that. I don't know how to hold still very long. So <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm going going. I've been up since five a.m. doing stuff. I just you know I'm wide awake and I yeah totally. However, the one difference between the two of us is I have been skinny dipping quite a bit. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you believe that? This, oh, this, my God. This woman's 30. How old are you, 32? And next month I'll be 32. Yeah, my birthday's 32 and, and never been skinny dipping. Never, I mean, I could, never. I could, I could see you not going to a nude beach. That's, that's probably not the majority <laughs> of your average folks. I, on the other hand, have no problem with, with nudity myself. But... Oh, oh I, I never said I had a problem with nudity. I, I just had no skinny dipping. You dipping with your husband. You gotta get out there, girlfriend. <laughs> well, now, how do you skinny dip in, um, what do they call it? Beaver Freezer Falls or whatever it is out there? Isn't, isn't that a little, uh, inconvenient? <laughs> well, no, you don't want to freeze your beaver. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> That like you know, this is gonna be one of those shows. In the in the summertime, I mean, when it's nice and you know it's hot out, and you go in there, and it's like it's the greatest thing. Well, Drew, every time we talk to you, it's like it's freezing cold. It's like snow and everything. Is tell me about the is there like when is your summer and and is it hot there and all that kind of thing? No, I, I think this this has been a this has been a pretty hard winter for us. But I'm also a skier, so I'm really stoked because we we had two back to back winters that were just horrible. But no, it's a, I mean it's a mountain town, so it's it's definitely up in the mountains. I'm sitting at about 3,500 feet, but it it's winter, and then pretty soon it's over, and then it's sunny, and we have an actual spring. It's beautiful, and then we have a, like a long summer. It's really gorgeous, and then okay. you know, it's fall. We we get all four seasons, which you know, like in the okay. Midwest, you get kind of like a long summer and then a long winter, and you don't get a lot of transitions. And yeah, and I was thinking Kahuna down in L.A., man, just it's the same all the time. Boring. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I was thinking it was like Alaska or something where you were out in the in, or, in Oregon. Tundra. Oregon oh right no, I did not Alaska. say it like that. Oregon, Oregon. Oregon is right next to Alaska. We border each other. <laughs> Okay, well, well, I think what we found out from Drew is he's perpetually stoked about anything. If it's a cold winter, he's stoked because it's skiing. If it's not a cold winter, he's stoked because he can do his triathlon training. And he's he's stoked about everything. So that's the kind of guy we love. Yeah, and I'm the middle of the Packer guy. If you want to see, like, a race result, you go halfway down the list, no matter how hard the race is or how fast the race is, I'm the guy right in the middle. Well, that's a good place to be. Yeah, and I'm happy with that. You know, I've... I've got a lot of hardcore buddies that if they're not in the top four or five, they're just not liking it. But I'm the guy out there talking smack in the race course. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not racing against other people. I'm racing against myself. So. Well, see, and that's a really good attitude to have. And this is just your first season. And uh, have you considered Ironman at all? Oh, next year, absolutely. Into next year, Canada 2007, I'll be there. 
We are totally on the same page. My first year I did marathons and uh, half Ironman, and my second year I'm doing an Ironman. So look at that. Cut oh, from you, the same you'll do it. I, I have no doubt that you'll do that, but you will succeed in that. Well, thanks. <clears throat> All right, Drew, we're going to um, let you go. I, we appreciate you um, allowing yourself to be surprised, sort Absolutely. of. All right, and, and uh, take care, and we'll be in touch. Hey, keep up the great show. It uh, gets many of us, myself included, through some of those long workouts. So thank you very much. Uh, Thanks, Drew. Thanks for getting up early for us. All right. All right. Adios. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, this is going to be one of those shows, isn't it? Oregon. Hey, i got to tell you one one quick thing is um, I forgot to tell you is I took Black's Beach. She mentioned the, uh, the Naked Beach. Black's Beach. In San Diego County that we talked about last show. Oh yeah, it has really good surfing, and so my son. <laughs> I bet it does. No, <clears throat> board surfing. So my son, you know, sometimes wants to go down there um, early. So we, so we're gonna go down with all the little kids, and I'm like, and I've got this little kid, six year old Oliver, who's just like, he's Aww. he's the last kid in the family. He's you know all mouth, um, just totally <laughs> adorable, and. Um, so we're so the, there's trails going down. It's a very very steep trail, like a, a giant cliffs um, that are above Black Beach. So you go down this very very steep trail. It probably takes ten minutes to get down there. And so we're we're driving the car, and I'm like, okay, Oliver, we're gonna go. It's pretty early in the morning, but you might see some naked people. Some people just like to be <laughs> naked on the beach. You know, don't worry about it. Just you know, just you know, it's just people like to be naked. It's no big deal. You know, just, I'm totally drilling this into his head, like the entire way down the freeway. So we go down the cliffs, and he runs ahead, runs ahead. So he's way ahead of us, and it's sort of like a canyon-like thing coming up. So he gets to the bottom of the beach. He looks around, and there's a nude volleyball game going on. Oh and, he, and he looks, oh. like, and I can see this little speck down the beach. And he looks at these guys, and then he puts his hands, you know, cups his hands to his mouth, and screams up the canyon for everybody to hear. <laughs> oh my God! They're naked down here. <laughs> oh, everybody on the trail would just pee in their pants at this kid. So anyway. Um, There's a bunch of guys playing new volleyball or was it co-ed? And, oh, it's co-ed. It's co-ed. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Volleyball? Like jump? Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's, and they're not the kind of people you really want to see naked playing volleyball, but um, there, oh, the, there they were. Um, Those people exist in Southern California? I thought uh, everybody was... Perfect. Now. Well, they're just a little bit old, a little long in the tooth to be playing. Um, oh my goodness! Um, volleyball like that. Whew. Okay. Are you, you gonna need some water? <laughs> no. Um, this has been a wild show. I've got a couple of little items that we should probably get out of the way. Um, okay. I, I, w- I want to. Um, we got a letter from a newbie that wanted wanted to tell us her story, and it's a really cool story. So I thought I'd just read it if uh, you don't mind. Um, oh yeah. And this is from. Mandy King, and she's from Belleville, Illinois. I bet she says Oregon. I bet she does, too, yeah. <laughs> I, I think she's in high school, judging by her letter, but uh, she says, you know, hey there, um, I've been listening to one of the episodes, and you guys wanted some newbie stories, so here's my very own. This will be my first season doing triathlon and other endurance sports-related events, but it all started two years ago. I'm a girl in high school, and I was trying to get trained for my first track season. I did some dieting to try and slim down and get into running. I did all right for my first season, but I really liked running. So... I had played mostly team sports, softball and um, soccer. And that summer, I played softball but also went 
got into biking as well. Get switched sports I liked more, or started liking more anyhow. Yep, running and biking. I had gotten up to three to five mile runs and two hour bike rides on Sunday. Well, I was entering my first year of high school and decided I liked running and I liked to play soccer and I wanted to get on the varsity team. Well, I trained very diligently and I wanted that spot more than anything. I was very into fitness and was becoming very good at running and loved to bike. But that spring soccer season, guess what? I ended up playing goalie. Yeah, it was great to be on the varsity level, but goalies don't run much or really at all. First, my hard effort slipped away and so did my thoughts of doing triathlon that summer after soccer. Uh, see, my friend's father, who lives in Pennsylvania, was into triathlon. That was how I knew about it. So I figured I'd just get back into shape during the summer, running, lifting, biking, a little swimming. Well, I transferred to a new school, and they have a good softball team, so I thought I'd try out. It wasn't going too well. The coaches were very critical and demeaning towards me. And all I can think of was, geez, I wish I was running or biking or swimming. This is what I love about triathlons, because I think there's so many jerk this is me talking on her. I think there's so many <laughs> coaches that are jerks out there and, and crush people. Um, yeah. uh, they should they should be have their coaching license removed. Um, it was then obvious as to what I really liked doing, so I quit team sports and devoted my time to what I really enjoy and can really see improvement in. So back in February, we were at my first road race in a 15K and got second place in 35 wow. years old or younger women. That's a wow. huge category. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. The weather was horrible here that day in Illinois. I don't know if there's any other days, like, you know, any good weather there. Um, <laughs> but I had the greatest time. So now I'm two weeks away from my first half marathon, four weeks away from another 15K. Then in May, I'll do my first triathlon. And then this summer, I'll do a few more races. I can run 13 to 15 miles now. I can bike yeah. for three to four hours. Swimming is coming along. Um but a bit, but a bit slow for me. It's crazy to think, though, um, because I used to never be able to run. I was never in good shape. I hated my body image. I had low self-esteem, and I had nothing to put real effort into. Triathlon train has changed me entirely. I'm super psyched for my first season, and I can hardly wait. It just gets me going every day. I never go back to doing nothing every day or just playing team sports. Triathlon and road running are just amazing to me. Um, and she goes on, da 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 da. Um, thanks. I feel very prepared. I have a lot of enthusiasm. I'm really thankful and glad to have your guys' podcast to listen to while I train. It is really a great show, and I'm happy I found it. Um, wow. Yeah. Now, man, go ahead. Now she's. You said she's in high school. She's in high school. Yeah. Oh boy, I wonder if she's old enough to listen to this podcast for this week. Ooh, good <laughs> we, point. We're gonna have to have to put a PG thirteen. Yeah. Almost R. Almost. No, not quite R. I, I think we're good. PG-13+. plus. Oh, yeah. come on. She, she sounds like a very mature... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, See, and I, you know, I really love that. Um, that whole... All throughout her whole letter, I'm thinking, um, you know, she's in high school and she's this. And, and I really like that whole concept of, um, you know, be like role models mm-hmm. for these kind of kids, you know, because I just don't think they have very many. I, I know, and you could you could just hear from her letter the um, how her life has changed about getting into you know getting into triathlon, and I, I think that happens in other in other sports, but I'm not sure it's as dramatic and as complete as when you do triathlon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and with soccer, and I, I did the I played keeper in soccer too, and you know it's just you don't you don't get to run very much, um, and you don't you don't get to do a whole lot of um, 
getting out there and and you have all this pressure and if one little thing goes wrong then it's like horrible mm-hmm. so yeah how how liberating to be able to just go and kind of do your own thing and um yeah that's awesome well, i have one more thing to read that's a little bit long so why don't we talk a little bit about our own experiences and in getting into triathlon and in in whatever advice that we have um for people that are getting um are get, just getting into the sport how about you how about you Ironwell? um well Coming off of that that girl's letter, that I saw a lot of myself in in the things she was saying. You know, I struggled with my self image and body image and all of that. And um, yeah, I played softball and soccer and and all those things too. And just you know, it, team sports is different because you yeah you're part of a team and yeah you you work together, but um, you never um, I don't think really get the chance. To let your guard down. Does that make any sense? Because mm-hmm. you're, it's so much pressure. But when you're out there on your own and you don't have that that heat of competition, um, you can kind of open up and, and really see what you can do. And after you establish that foundation, uh, you you can really excel. And I think that's the route I went. Um, you know, when you start challenging yourself, uh, pretty soon you you don't feel that intimidation. Pretty soon you don't feel um, all of those constraints that you might have with team sports and and I guess that was my uh situation um you kind of come into your own a little bit and uh I mean I had the mountain bike there the hybrid whatever and you know the the running shoes and the and the mountain bike helmet and all this kind of stuff um and you know you just try it and I think probably what was the the biggest attraction for me to stay was the camaraderie that I couldn't find in team sports ironically um, and here, here you come to this individual sport, and more. I, I found more of that team effect, and more of that support and um, uh, welcoming sort of uh, sort of feeling than I ever did in team sports. And I think that a lot of people maybe find that same kind of draw. So, um, do you find that? I do. You know, I, I it's a um, it's paradoxical, as as you said, in that you. I, I really enjoy this solitude and sort of it's just about it's just about you and your training. It's it's um, someone once said I used to do a lot of um, weightlifting and stuff at the gym and they said you know you, you can't cheat on um, on push up or pull ups. There's no cheating. Mm-hmm. Other weights you can kind of get momentum and you can do this, but pull ups are the one true test of you know your strength because there's no cheating. And, and in triathlon, there's no cheating. I mean you can't have hide behind. A big score on your team, or can't you know? I, I mean, it's just you in the course, and that's it. And it's it's really a function of of how much you put in and what your level of training and everything else. At the same time, and if you're new and you go the sport, you know what you want to do is is when you first go into your first triathlon, tell everybody. You may even wear a T-shirt. You know, this is my first triathlon, and I swear to God, you'll get more people helping you. Giving you mm-hmm. advice. I mean, it, you almost want them to, tell them to go away after a while, but they're they're just really they're, they're not your competitors. They're your friends. I mean, instantly your right. friends, and that's that's the thing that um, I just adore about triathlon is that. And then pretty soon you go to you know if you go to a couple races, you and you're basically in the same age group all the time. You see the same people. They rack mm-hmm. they they rack their bikes and they're in the same position as you, and you get to know them. It's just fabulous. Um, and I, I think for anybody who, I mean, my advice for people to, who want to get into it or getting into it is just do not make it complicated. I mean, running, you know, it's not complicated. Just get a pair of 
good running shoes um, so you don't get injured. Go to a good and to get those good shoes, go to a, a runner's shop. Spend a little bit more money, but they'll get you fitted properly and with the right shoe. Um, yeah, definitely. And the bike, there's going to be plenty of time to get fancy bikes, but just you know, borrow a bike. Um, you know, get your old bike out of the garage. Don't worry about the bike. You know, you're going to be a sprint triathlon. You just got to get through what 15 miles or so on the bike. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't need a fancy bike. And swim, you can you could breast if you're a terrible swimmer, you could breaststroke the entire way and you'll be fine. Um, so it'd be nice if you could swim a little freestyle. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not. You don't have to overthink this and. Once you get out there, then you'll get that you'll get that um, kind of contagious enthusiasm that will get right. you to, you know, get the total immersion videos and you know get a get a better bike and figure out how to do better on the runs. Um, and all that information is out there on the web. There's coaches. There's you know there's tons of information to help you out. But I think it's um, the, you know the people Iron Will the people that I rode with um, last Sunday down to San Diego. They're people that just jumped into triathlon and they were lawyers. They're working like 80 hours a week at their law firm and they just basically would train by racing. So they raced a dozen mm-hmm. races this summer on the weekend. Wow. And it's not, you know, it's not the greatest training in the world, but they just, they just had a ball in that, you know, Saturday or Sundays were the only days that they can get away. And so they just entered a ton of races and they, you know, at the start they finished like, you know, towards the last and then they ended up, you know, moving up slowly mm-hmm. and, um, um, they just could not get enough racing in there because it was just it was so fun and people were so nice and so um, I mean that's my key advice if you want to find a race um, tryzone dot not tryzone dot tryfind dot com is yeah, a, gr- a good one. it's a great place to find a race and then there's a lot of beginning triathletes triathlon um, websites that can give you training plans and things like that so I mean I just don't worry about it just get out there and do it. Yeah, that, I think that's really good advice, and I, I would strongly recommend definitely checking out some of those websites. Um, TriFuel.com is, in my opinion, one of the best ones out there, and mm-hmm. um, you know that you've got also you know BeginnerTriathlete.com and all these things. And join a forum, um, a triathlete forum on any of those type of websites, and you'll have a lot of questions that are answered. And uh, by all means, if there's a tri team in your area or tri club, um, definitely hook up with them because there are people of all uh, ages and experiences and uh, it's like you, you're kind of welcome into this little family, uh, sort of, and uh, that that was a huge help for me. Um, a lot of people trying to help you out and, and want to see you succeed, and, and it's genuine. It's not, you know, so um, definitely read. Uh, maybe get a subscription to some magazines, like uh, like Triathlete Magazine is the best one out there, um, in my opinion. And uh, it is. Um, it is. And, uh, you know, tune in to podcasts like this and, and read the triathlon blogs, and especially if there's not, you know, a tri-club in your area. Live vicariously um, through the people who are racing, and I think there's a lot to learn out there that way. So there's definitely there's definitely resources um, for anybody interested. Email any of us. And, I mean, we're I'm, like, still in Nubia. This is only my second season, but, you know, I remember what it was like my very first season. And I think one of the things you learn as you go is, People helped you, and you you feel kind of um, all uh, motivated to go and turn around and, and pass that on. So um, now, now, did you have any like this? Do you, you have a stupidest mistake you made in your first year? Oh my gosh, yes. I there's so many. How do I narrow it down? Um, but I, I guess probably my my stupidest, silliest, most ridiculous mistake was a. Uh, at one of my um, very first 
semi-decent sized races and I met my nemesis, um, lightning bolt shorts. Uh, she, uh, she was, oh, she's an evil woman, but, um, but, and of course I never met her, never knew her name or anything like that, but I wound up, um, I was in such like a state of, of hurry and like making sure I had to get everything right is I got out of the swim and I actually took my goggles with me on the bike and uh, what do you mean so with like, you? You're wearing them? No, no, I like never put them out of my hand. I like uh, carried them all the way, and I'm like all of a sudden on mile five of the bike, and I have these goggles. <laughs> <on my hand. laughs> I was like, I was like, how did these get here? And so anyway, so the uh, this girl passes me, and um, she's like, I mean, it's flying past me, and she says, um, nice goggles. Like, oh, uh, not. So I chased her for the rest of the race and uh, wound up passing her, but then she kicked my butt on <laughs> the run. So, oh anyway. my God. Well, yeah, I, that's probably, probably the stupidest thing. No, Robos do. Your, your brain tends to shut down when you're racing. I don't know why, but it's just like you just get this brain freeze. So, um, <laughs> one of the funniest things was Robos do got off his bike, put on his, um, his shoes, and then went out for the run with his bike helmet on. <laughs> So he, he's running down with his bike helmet. It was the funniest dang thing. Um, but I think for my, my stupidest mistake was um, I decided, and this is when I was, I, I had like two phases of triathlon, this current phase, and then when I was real young. And uh, so when I was real young, I thought, yeah, you know, I can swim, I can run, and how hard is biking? I mean, everybody can bike. Um, <laughs> and so I did zero training on the bike because I just thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought, you know, I rode a bike when I was a kid. I can ride it now. So I got this clunker bike with zero training, and I was literally, I was like second out of the water. I'm like, oh. how easy is a triathlon, you know? So I get on the bike, and I think I'm just like ripping it. I'm just like flying. And all of a sudden, you know, all the elite men, all elite women, you know, all the – and eventually, like, you know, grandmas on, you know, uh, cr- cruiser bikes are going by me. And by the time I got done with that bike ride, I could barely walk. I was just – I was almost crawling doing the run because my legs were so messed up. So actually, it'd be good to train before you do a triathlon a little bit um, (laughs) or not try to go all out. So that was my stupidest thing. Um, Hey, I wanted to read this one thing. This is this is a this is a quote from um, and I don't know who who said it, but this is why I do triathlons, and I think this is good for both people getting into it to give you a feel of, of, of why people do it. And also, I think it really sums up our feelings um, as why we do it. Okay, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I love to be alive. I love the gift of life. Never have I felt more alive than when my heart is beating, my lungs filling, my muscles pumping with life in pursuit of a goal. I'm not in it for the t-shirts and the wow are you a triathlete admiration conveyed by the gaping mouth of a spectator each one of us has within ourselves the desire to move from spectator to participant in our own lives a key to becoming a participant in life is to set specific measurable and worthwhile goals and then pursue these goals with all our heart committing oneself to triathlon is a very special way to set these goals and to love the pursuit deep down inside every one of us in every one of us is a place of terror. This is where we doubt ourselves, where our self-confidence dwindles, and where our dreams are called into question. During a race and through this magnificent, magnificent sport, people have to pay a few visits to this place, at 17 mile of an Ironman or even at the bike-to-run transition of a shorter race. 
people go to Doubtsville and then they return. And you know what? They leave this place behind and come back with a golden smile. For with every heartbeat during a triathlon, we pound away acres of that land of fear, anxiety, and doubt. Though through triathlons, I have gained a greater capacity to give and to love. I can feel my soul glow a bit brighter, my smile stretch a bit wider, my self-confidence grow a bit stronger, and my happiness penetrate a bit deeper. It's a way to hug life, to participate in life, to search deep inside, and to let life flow through you at 168 beats per minute. There is a spark to the people involved in the sport. Triathletes are here to pursue a dream, to reach deep, deep inside, and discover how we can break through false limits. Wow. You don't know who wrote this? That sounds like Iron Will, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, I think I might be able to find out who wrote it real quick. Hang on a second. Because it came in anonymous, but then there's a link. Um, wow. That was really potent. Yeah, I think it's just so perfect. I think it's Mitch at TriLife. Um, and he seems to be, he's in uh, San Diego, I think. Wow. So Mitch, we are going to have Mitch to talk to him. Yeah, I just that that uh, you know, I think. Well, I don't know. I, I probably should stop talking. But I, it's for me. It's like <laughs> my biggest fear uh, would be to you know run a marathon after a giant bike. I mean, I just I just cannot fathom it. But you know, I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, t- you know, I never biked before doing triathlon. I you know never really run that much. It's it's just. Um, I don't know. It's a, I, I, that sums it all up for me. So. Yeah, that's, that's what he was talking about there. He said, I, I think my favorite line of all that is, um, inside of every one of us, there's a place of terror. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's very true, uh, at least as far as I can tell about myself. And um, I think once we get to the point that we can confront that, um, whether that be through um, signing up for a marathon after never having run, um, you know, anything that, that is big and scary and, and you tackle those things, I think you walk away with the feeling of, you know, you can do anything that you put your mind to. And that's definitely a confidence booster and uh, a self-image shaper. And um, you take control of your life that way. So I, I think that was probably the most powerful thing about that statement for me. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Let's tell the people we have a surprise for them. Um about a try, try a try scholarship. Why don't, you, why don't you tell people a little bit about that? Yeah, um, Michael Pajaro is um, also involved in this and uh, came up with the great idea of uh, why don't we put together a scholarship for a newbie triathlete to try out a try. And so what we're going to be doing is uh, collecting donations. Um, we're not going to come up with another PayPal button or anything. Um, it's just donated in the same place. Anybody who would like to donate any money at all that can go toward paying the race entry fee of anyone's first triathlon. So what we want from everyone is to submit sort of not an application but but why do you want to try a try um what does it mean to you what what will you get out of it what do you hope to get out of it and uh um you know we're we're going to what pick maybe one person a month or, or maybe if we can get enough donations maybe one person a show and pay the race fee for whoever wants to try their first try um yeah and I, th- yeah, and I think this is uh this is a way for people who've been in the sport to sort of pass it on to the next uh, 
group of triathletes and you can go on to Will's website or my website, hit the PayPal button and, you know, for five bucks or ten bucks, um, you'd make a big difference. And Michael, whose idea this was, is, is going to help out with the, with the money portion of it. And then for people who've been sitting here, um, listening to these podcasts or maybe that you just discovered this podcast, um, you know, write, write in. It doesn't have to be fancy. It could be a sentence or two or three and just, you know, why you want to try. And why don't we send them all to your, your address just to make it easier, Will? Is that, okay. Is that yeah, good? that's fine. Yeah, if you guys um, would like to submit your uh, request for um, trying a try and uh, possibly be selected, yeah, definitely mail um, those those interests to Will at through th3wall.com. So, and I'm sure if you you know mail it to trygeekdreams.com, he's not gonna you know. Yeah. He'll, he'll forward it. We'll keep it all in the same place. Yeah, uh, trygeekdreams at yahoo.com. Trygeekdreams at yahoo.com if that's easier yeah. than the tricky three in the D <laughs> uh, address. But I think that'd be really cool. And, you know, we'll do this uh, as much as the money comes in. We'll, we'll uh, sponsor someone and uh, pay their entry fee. And I think it'd be very, I don't know, it's just, I thought it was a really neat idea by Michael. And I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully it'll work out really well. Yeah, I'm so. excited about this. So, so get, those, uh, get those applications in. Okay, now, now, Iron, will you talk to uh, your coach uh, this week about uh, sort of you know th- everything a newbie should should know? Uh, should right. We, should we uh, should we go to that segment of the show now? Yeah, let's let's throw the tape. Okay, we're with um, my coach, Greg Mueller, Level 2 USAT coach. And, uh, Greg, this week we're uh, talking about what we need when we're a newbie triathlete and uh, how do we get started and what's the best equipment um, that, we, that we're going to need, so uh, training plans, that sort of thing. So um, you're going to be the expert here. What would you advise? Um, I think it's important to first, uh, in terms of context, getting in touch with people in the community and find out, if there are uh, group rides and runs and swims, just from a, a safety standpoint, um, getting to know what's going on and um, being with other people, kind of learning routes in town or you know when the group is running in safe um, areas or safe times. Um, and from there, c- kind of meet the people and figure out what a, gr- a good group of people is going to be for you and depending on what your goals are how hard you want to be pushing yourself. A, a, a lot of group rides um, or group swims or group runs end up being races, and I like to um, steer my athletes away from that because that's not it doesn't work into the kind of training that I'm emphasizing. But I think there's a lot to be gained uh, in the camaraderie and the social aspect of uh, having the option of going on um, a long ride or a long run with a group of people or being able to swim with a master's team that has a uh, someone who can watch your stroke, um, watch you swim. But, again, you want to be careful not to get caught up in those master's workouts or those hard rides where you're sprinting. I mean, you're really worried about just getting used to the sport and talking to people and trying to um, understand what's going on so that uh, you're learning how to be efficient at the sport and being strong. Um in regards to equipment, I think um, it's really important that you go to a, a local bike store and you work with someone that's very knowledgeable about shoes and they get you started on the right foot. <laughs> uh, so you have a 
so you have a good pair of shoes that actually works uh, for you in terms of are you a pronator, are you neutral, do you supinate, uh, how severe is that, and then you know are you going to run on trails, is it snowy, um, are you going to run on roads or concrete, or do you like treadmills, and so that's going to, those are all going to be major factors in selecting the appropriate shoe. Um, from there, you need a heart rate monitor, I think, and you can get a, a pretty inexpensive one these days, maybe $75. And uh, you want to probably start doing some research or talking to people about what is a good zone for you to train in um, so that you're you're not wasting your time out there going too hard or too easy. You want to find a, at least um, an easy zone and maybe an endurance zone when you're starting. You don't need to go hard. You don't need to be breathing very hard. Um, but... Uh, kind of notice what your heart rate is doing while you're working out and when you start breathing hard so you can figure out uh, what's an optimal place for you and, uh, and when you're working out you're, it's the best time spent for you um, then swimming obviously that's a that's an easy one in terms of equipment you just need a swimsuit and goggles but you need to find a, a good place to swim that has a, a clean safe pool that's supervised likely um, and there's other people there uh, for motivation and guidance and for stroke analysis, you can exchange helping each other. Um, that's really important in swimming because it relies heavily on uh, skill and the ability to be a, a, a good uh, technician um, in that sport. And then cycling, um, we did a show on uh, what kind of bike do you want to ride. And you can really start on any bike. You can start on a mountain bike. And I, I would suggest just getting any old you know, bike out of the garage and riding for a while to decide, you know, is, are you sure it's something you want to do and do you feel safe with aero bars? Do you want to have mm-hmm. clipless pedals? Um, what kind of uh, group rides are you going to be doing? Long rides? Are the races going to be uh, short or are they going to be Ironman distance races? Um, and you probably want to start with a road bike that you can later put uh, aero bars on so that it's uh, it's a it's a more flexible bike than something that's very aggressive and made for speed. Uh, that way you can go uh, back and forth between races or hilly courses or flat courses. Um, and I think that once you've done these things, which are a lot, but it's fairly simple, um, it's, it's a good start in terms of where you're going. It's easy to get caught up in wanting a wetsuit, and you want an aerodynamic helmet, and you want like single strap shoes and you want a downloadable heart rate monitor all those things are really nice but you'll find that uh, in the 24 hour day there's not enough time or money to do all those things and there's some <laughs> really minimal things that after many years in the sport we all come back to and uh, I have all these heart rate monitors that download and all they ever want to know is what my heart rate is right now <laughs> you know, and sometimes an average is nice but it gets to be too much, so you want a screen that reads big a number (laughs) where you're at. Um, And I think that's a good start for someone who's getting into the sport, and then you can kind of redefine yourself as you go and find out what the distance is that you're going to race. And at that point, uh, you might consider finding a local coach or a web coach um, that can give you more direction physiologically or tell you whether or not they think you do need a coach for that distance or for uh, that challenge and can make the time that you're spending training um, optimal. 
and uh, get you to where you want to be. Okay. So um, now going back to the run there, you mentioned um, pronation and that sort of thing. And uh, since this is the newbie show, there may be some folks out there who have absolutely no idea what that means. So um, can you talk about uh, how, how you know you can tell if you're overpronating or underpronating, supplementing, sure. all that? Um, well, like I said, the best way is to have someone look at you at a shoe store that's um, uh, that's probably like a mom and pop or a local store where they spend time looking at you, maybe on a treadmill or on the parking lot. But basically, uh, pronation is when your foot falls to the inside and your arch collapses, and that's one of the things that can cause uh, plantar fasciitis. Is someone who overpronates because their big toe is. Um, you're spending too much time on your big toe and it's flattening out. And so you need a shoe that has, uh, usually it has a gray arch or something on the inside of the medial part of the shoe is gray, and that will roll you up on the right side of your foot, um, and it'll make you run on the outside. So it'll cause you to supinate, and supinating is when you're running on the outside of your foot. Not many people have that problem where they over-supinate. I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's rare. They don't even make shoes really to address that because a, a, a healthy gait is someone who supinates and then ends with a pronation and comes off the inside of their foot. So it's hard to supinate too much, although it is, you know, it, it is possible. I, I know that some people have one foot pronates and one foot supinates. Oh, my gosh. So they're kind of like almost running in a circle. Um, <laughs> And then there's also people who have neutral feet, and that's a very wide uh, range of shoes, and that's just that you run from heel to toe, heel to toe. Um, it's a real healthy um, stride, and you don't have a tendency to have any injuries. So based on those different problems, you would want a stability shoe or a pronation shoe or just different kinds of levels of shoes. And depending on how heavy you are, you may want... Um, you know, Mizuno that's really light and not much fabric, and it's not, it's, it's still a trainer, it's not a racer, but it's really light. Or a New Balance is a really thick shoe if you're heavy and you feel like you want to give your knees a break and your hips and your back, um, that's a heavier shoe. So you've got a lot of shoes that you can pick from, and so, you know, meeting people in the running community and seeing what they use, um, everyone does that, there's no shame in seeing what other people like, and then go to the store and say, you know, someone told me this is a good shoe, what do you guys think? And based on what they carry and what their experience is, they'll be able to give you a better answer of a shoe that will be best for you. Great. Okay. So now everybody has um, an idea about what they're going into, um, and definitely going into a specialty running shoe store. Don't go into, you know, J.C. Penney's and or you know, Fila sure. and expect them to know what's going on. Um, well, a good hint is if you go into a, um, well, if you get a pair of shoes and you can't take the insole out, that's a really bad sign. Um, and I'm not demeaning those shoes. I mean, you can get some nice shoes for day-to-day wear, but you don't want to be running in a pair of shoes that isn't treating your foot the way it needs to be treated, because if you're spending the time to do all this working out, the quickest way to shorten your triathlon experience is to injure your foot Uh. and across the board, swimming, pushing off the wall, cycling, standing on cleats. Uh, If you have plantar fasciitis or have a foot injury, it's going to bring your triathlon training to a quick close, so you want to make sure that from the ground up you've got supportive equipment. 
Gotcha. So everybody I've ever known who started triathlon always started on a mountain bike or, or, or hybrid or something, and yeah. in, including me. And uh, uh, so that's a safe way to go. People don't have to drop a lot of money. Um, yeah. Just borrow a bike or something just to test it out and uh, make sure you're in the right shoes so that you don't get injured. And you have the, a helmet. And a, oh, and definitely a helmet and, the, and a bike shop can help you out there. Or do you need to go to, can you get, pick it up at Walmart or, or Meyer? No, or I, I would go to a bike shop to make sure you're fitted correctly. You really don't want the helmet to slide back and forth. You want the straps to fit um, over your ears so they're, they're underneath your ears and then it clamps um, so that when you push the front of the helmet, it doesn't move back on your head because that's likely what's going to happen if you crash is it's going to slide back. So you can make a helmet seem that it fits by putting padding in or locking it down when in truth you really want to a professional to put the helmet on your head and say, "Yeah, this is a this is this is a great fit for you," or "No, you're not going to like this." And you know, you want to go with colors that are. You don't want to go with a black helmet and then do an Ironman in Florida <laughs> or Hawaii because that's just not the wisest option. And so, you can get helmets with lots of vents um, that are good colors, bright colors, so it's safe on the road and that fit really well. And you'll probably um, pay a little bit more, but it's uh, likely worth it for a helmet. Okay, and speaking of paying, um, what would you think an average price might be to uh, start up a season of triathlon just to see if we're going to like it? Um, I would say that you're likely going to spend uh, $75 to $100 on a pair of shoes. You're probably going to spend $75 to $100 on a heart rate monitor. Um, you're going to spend $75 to $100 on a helmet. Um you're probably going to have to put in um, maybe $50 for all your swimming equipment. And th- that would get you started. So we're probably looking at six or $700 um, to, to make sure that you're doing it right. And, and, I, and I say doing it right. I think it's not wise to be riding your mountain bike without a helmet. So something like that was enough reason for me to say to someone, you know, Work on your running and your swimming until you get a helmet, until you can afford one. Mm-hmm. Um, likely everyone has a helmet sitting around, and as long as it hasn't been crashed and it fits, you know, um, y- you can save a lot of money right there, boom. And you can probably find some goggles, and everyone has a swimsuit, or you can use mm-hmm. regular trunks. And so yeah, I think shoes and a heart rate monitor, as far as training goes, are two essential things that you're probably going to have to go out and get. You don't want to pull out an old pair of shoes. Right. You want to make sure the monitor works. And I know it's intimidating and kind of technical to be getting a heart rate monitor out, but it really teaches you a lot about your body and your recovery and how hard you're pushing yourself. And if you're going to train um, correctly, it's really imperative to have that. So uh, that wasn't a very good answer to your question, but I would say a couple hundred dollars to get <laughs> you going and ensure that you're healthy and not um, overtraining without a monitor or injuring your feet without the correct shoes. Great, and people can save money by um, hooking up with a local tri club, um, and uh, people just kind of give you their old equipment sometimes. I, I know. Absolutely, and sometimes you have uh, sponsors from the team or local bike or running stores will give you discounts um, on things for the team. So that's a really good way. If the team costs $30, you can save that in a heartbeat um, by getting 15% off your shoe purchase or off tires or anything like that. So right. I definitely think that's a good way to support the Tri Club and uh, save some money for yourself. 
Okay, and then if people live in the middle of nowhere where there's nothing, there's always the World Wide Web. So exactly, um, they can come and check you out at um, innovativeendurance.com, yep. and um, you have an email there. So if they're interested in a, in a coach, then um, yeah, or any questions, I'm happy to field any questions they have about it. Great. Okay. Well, thanks again, Greg. You've uh, answered them all, and uh, I think some people are going to be very happy they listen to this show today. So right, thank you. Thank you, Greg. Bye-bye. So there you have it, because I know that's uh, that's what your your start kit should include. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I, I I wish I had this when I was starting off. It was just uh, I was all alone. I know. <laughs> um, this would be good. Um, and then we're going to go to. Um, oh, you know what? I don't think we should have a surprise. At tri- I mean, we're way over. Why don't we just not do the um, triathlete chapter this week? Okay. All right. Um, and, yeah, we'll just save it for next week since we spent so much time, um, you know, in other areas. So. Right. And we don't have to have, I don't think, triathlete chapter every weekend, right. every week. Hey, Will, I heard you're going to interview someone, someone special for uh, an upcoming show. I am. I am. Later today, um, it's going to be our mystery guest, and uh, I'm very excited. I'm I'm borderline a f- little freaking out nervous <laughs> about it. But uh, so, be yeah. fair to say this is a um, godlike or goddesslike triathlete. Uh, yeah, very, very much so. Um, quite famed and quite accomplished and uh, quite um, intimidating for the average everyday person. Um, but once Getting to talk to him or her, I'm sure that uh, will prove to be quite down to earth, and um, and uh, so yeah, I'm really excited, Very really nervous actually. Oh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> well, we're gonna include this person, I believe, and we're gonna have a um, wildflower theme show coming up in the next next few weeks. And I've got a, a woman that did a documentary following uh, three athletes as they uh, go from. Uh, you know, basic training to the to wildflower, which is this this wild uh, triathlon in Central California. It's one of the oldest in the in the nation, and basically, it's like Woodstock meets you know some major sports events. So everybody camps out in these wow. campgrounds. It's on a there's no hotels within you know. 20 miles of this place so everybody basically camps out there are wild parties at night you have um and this is i don't know if we ever talked about this is true they have these uh co-eds from uh san luis obispo (laughs) um naked uh and and men actually we have talked about this um men in the uh men in the um Pit stops, whatever those, um, what are those called? The uh, water, 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 uh, water stations. Stop. Yeah, and um, so it's just a crazy fun, and it's super, super hard um, triathlon. And then afterwards, everybody sort of gets around the campfires and parties at night, and their RVs and and their bonfires and stuff. So, oh, um, fun. Yeah, so we could we could do a little show on that, and um, then well, I can bring back since I actually know how to do audio now. I think um, I, <laughs> I can. I can bring back some decent audio from the from the race, and uh, so it'll be fun. It'll be a blast. Something to look forward to. Yeah, our surprise guest is is uh, going to be racing wildflowers, so you're going to get to uh, pick up with the second half of uh, of this interview. So that's going to be exciting. Well, that'd be good. Do you think this person would be intimidated talking to the Great Kahuna? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think if we make sure that that the person knows ahead of time exactly the presence. <laughs> um, he or she will be before uh, 
Probably. Um, they, they might be able to make it through the entire interview. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's good about Wildflower, she does attract um, the top triathletes. So it was just weird being... I'm, I'm not like a big... Um, you know, worshiper of, of the pro triathletes, but uh, it's just kind of funky to see, you know, everybody you've seen at Kona or, or you know, on, on yeah. these things, you know, just walking around. They're just like, you know, they're normal people. It's not like it's, you know, Barry Bonds or something that won't talk to you. I mean, they're, they're all just, just there to, <laughs> to chat with you and to say hi, and it's 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 a nice thing about our sport. Uh, yeah, I've, and that that really kind of sets the tone, too, of what we were talking about earlier, of how everybody's so down to earth. Even the, like, top elite professional, this is their job, athletes, they talk to you just like, you know, you're their next door neighbor and they've known you for 10 years. And yeah. I, that's amazing to me that they're, that they're just that down to earth real people so willing to give advice and talk to you. And, um, it just goes to show that the, that the core of the sport is, uh, being a humanitarian, I think. It's pure. It's not polluted. Yeah. Um, right. so, um, okay. So I think we're to the point of the show now where we, where it's time for the tri-life lesson. I think so. I think we are. And, uh, do you want to, do you want to just get into it, or do you want to preview it, or how do you want to... Um, well, uh, kind of along the, the same lines of our show, this one is going to be about uh, tackling something new, maybe something you're afraid of, and uh, taking a risk, and uh, seeing what happens on the other side. Oh, I love it. Let's, let's, uh, let's have a listen. Okay. I can hear it rolling in, coming this way again, and soon I'll have to decide. To be honest, it's not the first time I've thought about where it might take me, about what it might make of me if I closed my eyes and let it soak me. So I think this time I'll stay outside. This time I think I'll take a chance on what I might be. I'll take a risk and move toward the life I would lead if I would just jump in, if I would just believe. And the truth is I have nothing to lose except these limitations, these misled assumptions. And it's time I cut myself free. I want to chase something wild in me. I want to run through a field without fences into a sunrise. Into a hundred mornings full of starlight. I want to stand under the tumbling sky this time and not scurry for inside. I want to feel it coming for me in the air, from miles away. I want to listen to the rumble, and I don't want to be afraid. It's time I changed. Time I realized there are only so many days. And I think I'm ready to go this time. I don't know where this storm rides, how long it'll take, or what I'll be once I arrive. But I suppose that's part of the bargain. I have to trust the tumble, to let go of the railing as it swoops down. I can hear it rolling in, coming this way again. This time, I think I'm ready to try. All right, Will, that's why Try Life Lessons, the favorite part of the show for me. Uh, you're Thank you're you. totally awesome. I think that's. I always love to to end it that way because I can picture people working out there in the the uh, tough part of the workout and listening to that and kicking it up a few notches. So, <laughs> thank you. Oh, definitely my pleasure. So, okay. Well, this is. Uh, I believe we're at the end of our show. This is. I think we went a little long, but uh, yeah, but that's okay. We had a lot to cover. So it was wor- well worth it. Yeah, I totally. Totally enjoyed it. Um, it's good to go down memory lane about, uh, but both both uh, how I, we got into triathlon and also sort of what triathlon means to us. And sometimes you go today and you can't figure out, you know, why am I doing this stuff? It's so crazy. Yeah. But um, I don't know. And- 
Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is um, That's why I think the, the whole community we have put together here is so great because everybody goes through the same ups and downs and um, everybody's there to kind of try to pull you out of the tree and, and help you out and support you. And so it's a very friendly, um, safe sort of an atmosphere. And uh, so I don't know about you, Guna, but I kind of have like the warm fuzzies from uh, from this show. No, I do too. It's I think it's a uh, I don't know. It's 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 good to be reminded about everything that's good and, and right about our our sport, and um, I'm I'm proud to be a part of it. So uh, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, let's um, let's wrap things up. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for tuning in, and uh, this was show number eleven. So next week, tune in for show number twelve, and uh, uh, I guess this is going to be Iron Will signing off. This is the Trigeek Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. And it's that time again for the business section of our show. Get Your Geek On is sponsored by NEPSA for all your web hosting, domain, and design needs. NEPSA is your solution. Visit NEPSA.com or call 877-99-NEPSA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or to submit a soundbite for our next show, visit the sidebar of TryGeekDreams.com or through TH3Wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. Yeah, and if you want to uh, be a sponsor, we would love to have you. All you do, have to do is hit the PayPal button on um, either of our websites and give us a small donation. We're, we're not looking to make money on this podcast, just looking to not lose a lot of money. And if you want to contribute to the um, Try a Try scholarship, um, same deal. Just go to the PayPal uh, buttons on our websites and hit it, and, and uh, you can sponsor a, um, a newbie triathlete. Sounds like a plan. And if you'd like a token of the Get Your Geek On podcast, please visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. This week's show is additionally sponsored by Pat, tech consultant to the stars, Stu of simplystu.org, and Greg McGee. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'd like to especially thank Stu because our donated swag has arrived today. So um, if you would like to donate to the newbie scholarship or if you'd like to submit a triathlete chapter um please uh do that and then please also include your address so that we can send you out some very cool swag because what do we have we've got uh the uh cliff z bar for kids caramel apple flavor i haven't tried these but they look good then we have the yanks the uh kind of the elastic uh, shoelaces and we have a couple of um fuel belts uh um, for triathletes, what they're called, they're called fuel belts. <laughs> um, so they, they're cool for those uh, long distance runs. So we got uh, we got the beginning of our swag. Yeah, and then the donations that you also submit will go to um, paying the postage for those kinds of things as well. So uh, it's kind of just a big pot for all of the fun stuff we're planning to do. So uh, please include your address, and uh, we'll get you out some swag. So all, all right. right, it's now it's time for some of our newbie like moments. You guys Is that robot giggling in the back? <laughs> I think so. They did like a, they did an Iron Man in the uh, in the gentlemen's club. I would imagine. Oh, was definitely the Iron Man in the gentlemen's club. <laughs> oh my god! All right, g- give us back to Robo's too. We're gonna say goodbye to him. All right. All right. Oh. Hello. That's oh. not even Robo. Who's it? I don't Who's know. This? Where did Sue Larry- Another one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, okay. hey, Larry. Let me let's talk to Robo's because we have to say goodbye. I, I, I don't like this being passed around. Oh, yeah. There's a girl on here. <laughs> oh my god.
Larry never does anything he regrets. <laughs> does Larry always talk about himself in the third person? <laughs> of course he talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> kind of like the Kahuna. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys were disgusting. Um, you know what? It's really better that you not see that side of men. <laughs> uh, bunch of guys. How do you, how do you guys stand yourself? I, I you know what? It's... Uh, it's not pretty, and especially if it's recorded, Ugh. it's not pretty. Well, this one is going to be about uh, tackling something new, maybe something you're afraid of, and uh, taking a risk and uh, seeing what happens on the other side. Oh, I love it. Let's let's uh, let's have a listen. Okay. Crap! Now I gotta write something like that. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for the business section of our show. Um, get your geek on. Is the oh god. Oh. Good. I know, I we know. need some highlights. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, if you would like to have a token... Oh, crap. That's when you were supposed to talk. Okay, go. You, you interrupted. <laughs> and if you want to be a sponsor of the show, uh, it's simple as going to our websites and hitting the PayPal button and give us, uh, you know, five or ten or twenty or fifty or, you know, a million dollars. <laughs> 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 Get your geek on is a sponsor. Oh my freaking god! Get your geek on is a production of <laughs> what the hell? Okay, go ahead. Get your geek. Oh god, dang it! Now I got to say the whole thing all over again. No, you or can I just jump in? Okay, I'll just jump, jump in. in. Get your like skinny dipping. You just came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just jump in. <laughs>